Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. A little bit of a change in the start because we want to be pouring while I do the introduction to Thirsty Thursdays. <laughs> Sense and nonsense. We are here. We had a little aberration last week. We almost were ready to record and then life got in the way. Joe and I did play some golf last week together. That was good. That was a good thing. And uh, we are here to talk about a lot of different things and sample a couple of tasty beers. And we're going to have a 23rd Street Brewery one, which will be great, out of a crowler, one of their new brews. And they've got a new brewer, too. Not that new anymore, but a quality guy. We'll talk about him a little bit. And we'll also have a second beer, and that is courtesy of Santa Fe Liquors. As yeah, so that's it. Uh, right there at Santa Fe on the curve here in the strip mall and uh, go down there and see Pat and his great crew and uh, you can get some fine beers. They have a great selection of beers, good people there. And so uh, all kinds of things for you to do. And when you're out in Lawrence, try yourself a 23rd Street brewery with the great food. I was out there a couple of weeks ago for a delicious lunch and met with Matt and his guys. So lots going on with Thirsty Thursdays. We always have fun with the facts. And apparently I've, I've got some indication that Joe's going to be eating some crow today. <laughs> More of Danny's reasonably irreverent I think podcast I, I do after have this. have a suspicion as to what it is uh, on the fact check, but the fact check's fun. The beers are fun. We'll rate those beers and see where we're at. Coming up next, we're having fun. We're about to start sipping in style. On Thirsty Thursday, Sense and Nonsense, right here. I'm here with Matt Llewellyn from the 23rd Street Brewery at the 23rd Street Brewery. And the weather's getting warmer. Perfect time to sample the great beers, great food, great atmosphere, and great patio at the 23rd Street Brewery. Absolutely. It's patio season, Danny. Come out and enjoy the nice weather and a nice cold one out on our patio. We've got a new brewer, so we're always brewing up fun new beers here at 23rd Street Brewery. We've got a great drink special list. Fun times at the 23rd Street Brewery always, Danny. And you have pups on the patio too, right? We do. Our, our patio is pup friendly. Please bring your four-legged friends out here and we've got a special place for them. We'll give them their own little water bowl they can just be right with you and along with a couple of other their four-legged friends <laughs> sounds like a plan right here at the 23rd street brewery 23rd and castle your home for summer brew summer patio summer fun kansas homeowners betting is legal in kansas now don't make a bad bet on your roofer call easton roofing 913-257-5426 easton roofing integrity matters if you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at Danny at DannyClinkScale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. What's up, my man? How you doing, sir? How are you? We're sipping in fancy mugs today. Mm-hmm. I've got a, what does this say, Schutzenberger, a Schutzenberger mug. Oh, the Schutzenberger. 
Uh, let's see. What do I have here? I've got the uh, Ho Das Jubilator. Oh, nice. <laughs> sounds like a like a sounds marital like a, aid. We're sounding like a <laughs> war film right now is what we're sounding like a little bit. Or something a little less esoteric. How are you, buddy? Man. I'm doing fine. We had some fun playing golf last week. I'm sorry. My, my life got in the way last week's recording here. Did, but uh, we get out on the links. It was my first and so far only full round. I'm doing a lot of practicing, and it kind of paid off. Had a little trouble around the turn, but still had some fun. Kind of paid off. Listen, listener, this guy can play some golf. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's nearly three times my age, and he just <laughs> wipes... Wipes the course with me. It's unbelievable. Well, I've played golf for a long time, and I'm not as good as I used to be, but I put in a lot of time, and now I don't get to play very much, but it's uh, it's a nice part of a routine at the end of the day sometimes to get out and practice more than I used to when I played more. How so, old were you when you first started playing golf? Well, I was 10 when I very first started playing golf. Okay, so yeah. you have been playing golf longer than I've been alive. Oh, no, damn no. No <laughs> I think we talked about this before. The first time I played golf, we played, I was 10, and we were on vacation in Maine. Well, our cabin was in New Hampshire. I think we've talked about this. And then we'd go to the, we'd spend the mornings at the lake and the oceans at the uh, ocean in the afternoon. And the ocean was across the border in Maine. And at one point, one of the days when we were 10, my dad said, let's go play golf. He wasn't really a golfer. Uh, He played a little bit. And so we actually, I think we told this before, we literally were trying to find the golf course and we got lost a little bit and we stopped at a gas station and the man in Maine actually said, you can't get there from here. <laughs> you can't get there from here. <laughs> and so I shot 51 for nine holes the first time I ever played golf and I have never shot over 50 for nine holes since. So crazy, dude. So, so crazy. I don't know that I've ever shot under 50, so. Oh, you have. <laughs> just trying to be humble. You, you've shot under 50 a couple times already this I year. Oh, buddy. It's coming together. You know what else came together for me? The fact check, but before we do that, because we'll forget. Oh, I forgot about the beer. Let's, let's, uh, let's take another sampling oh, it's, sip. It's very good. I think this might yum, be my yum. favorite. 23rd Street Brewery beer I've had. This is the Grifter. It's a, I I think it, oh, it's a Saison. That's, I believe what they Mm, said. It's a Saison. It's got packs a little bit of a wallop. Yeah, but it doesn't taste like it packs the wallop. This is dangerous. It like a seven plus. (laughs) No, it's very tasty. Yeah, Yeah. they got a new brewer down there, right? Yes, they did. Angelo Ruiz. Or no, sorry, Angelo Reese. Yeah, it's kind Reese. of it's spelled, pronounced Reese. Yeah, it's spelled Ruiz, but it's and I met him when we were there for lunch, and he has uh, updated the beer. And one of the things that he's really big on is cleanliness and cleaning out all the, you know, doing a super super intense cleaning of all the uh, brewing apparatus there. And Matt Llewellyn is very happy with his brewer and their line of beers is improved always has been good but he's very happy with the new brewer and uh, i think it's neat the way the matt just you know different brewers come in there and he lets them do their thing you know he told us about that when we recorded out there about how he kind of lets them do their thing when they come through right right and he is uh, uh, mr reese is somebody who's he's 
diligent about his beers. He, I, Matt told me a story about he, he created one new beer and he made it and he didn't, he said, that's not up to my standard. I'm going to do better. And he did. And that's not this beer, actually. It's, I won't even say which one it was because he did better. <laughs> anyway, the grifter is, is very it's good. Really good. And it's so, a good way to start. So I'm going I'm all the way up to a 7-9 for the grifter, I think. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking 8 is what I was thinking. This is my favorite 23rd Street Brewery beer that we've had out of a Crowler well, the, by far. The thing that's great, you know, when I see Matt, I, they, the Crowlers come, can come in a three pack with a plastic <laughs> thing, wow. you know, so you, yeah. and they're 32 they're ounce big. beers. So I had a, uh, a, uh, bitter professor and a crimson fog. In addition mm. to this, they no longer are in my refrigerator. <laughs> that was a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, I saved the grifter for this. Well, they said and, Angelo came from, uh, Yankee tank, which is a bre- another brewery in Lawrence. Have you been to Yankee tank? I have not been to Yankee tank. I, uh, I like the name. I do too. I have. Uh, I know that my daughter is getting, or I don't even know what you call it, having a, a rece- big reception, reenactment of her <laughs> marital vows. I mean, she's she's already married in June, and that that is at a uh, function facility that's right near the Lawrence Beer Company. I know that. Um, but Twenty uh, Third Street Brewery is such a it's a convenient location. The food's great. I got to say hello to Bill Self while I was there last time. Oh, that's right. And yeah. he said he was looking good. Yep. He was looking good, feeling good, dedicated to being uh, you know, a little bit better, a little bit healthier, getting on the treadmill, that type of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Man, it'd be anyway. great if they could get that seven-footer that they had in last weekend. What's his name? Uh, McCormick, Golly. isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Man. No, it's not McCormick. Think about putting that guy in the middle it's been so long. I mean, it's, he's also. I mean, it's not just a guy in the middle. He's, he's he can shoot it forty-two percent from, from three, three yeah. last year. So, anyway, I'm sure that would make Bill happy. But he says I'll be living in the transfer portal. We didn't really talk about basketball. We talked about him, and he asked me about this enterprise, and yeah. said, you know, hey, you're doing good, aren't you? Everything's <laughs> doing good. So I said, with he, good sponsors like the Twenty Third Street Brewery, he said, I'm a big fan of. Uh, 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 I'm a big fan of uh, 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 Thirsty, th- Thirsty Thursdays. <laughs> Tell Joe I said hello. He, um, he didn't say that, but he, he, <laughs> he, he intimated it. He intimated it, I think. Just think about how good K.J. Adams would be at the four if you had a real five. I mean, my goodness. Or you put K.J. at the five, the big guy at the four. Nobody cares about my opinion on that. We're a ways off from college you ready? basketball. You ready here? I'm excited. So you're officially going eight on this? I'm seven, I'm nine, eight. you're eight. I'm an okay. eight on that. It's really good. That's the grifter. Get the grifter when you're at 23rd Street Brewery and have yourself a good time. Last time we couldn't figure out what a LaRuper was. As Babe Ruth he has many, had many nicknames, you know, they always tried... Because newspapers were such a big thing then, and they, you know, New York still has multiple newspapers, but they probably had ten back then. So they're always trying to come up with creative nicknames. And baseball players, almost everybody had nicknames back then. So everybody, I think, has heard of the Sultan of SWAT. And uh, but one I had seen back in the day was the Lord of the Larupers. And you spelled it for me, which helped. Okay. Larupper is to beat or thrash. Wow. 
Yeah. So he's the Lord of Thrash. <laughs> the Lord of beating it? I don't the know. The Mash of Thrash. <laughs> the Mash of Thrash. Okay, we had a fat tire last time, the new formula, right? Right, we did. And I had told you that it was a brown ale. And I didn't think it was. Nope. Uh, the website calls it a light amber ale. What color is amber? Amber is brown, generally. Okay. So I think you may It's a light brown ale. Yeah, light brown ale, yes. <laughs> I think when you pour a fat tire, though, it isn't brown, is it? I don't know. I, I think I don't it think is. I've ever poured a fat tire in a glass. Yeah, that's a good point. Fat tire, uh, do you know where the name came from for fat tire? You're not. They used to have a... Didn't they have a bicycle on the, did. On, the, on the label? So it's bicycle-themed. So a fat tire. Uh, <laughs> well, don't... Aren't there certain... Well, probably an old-timey bicycle might have had more of a fat tire. To well, make when you were young, stronger. I know they had the really big wheels in back and the tiny little wheel in front, right? Isn't that the kind of... Never had that. <laughs> I never had that. Now, I probably... Uh, I think I had a Schwinn, maybe... <laughs> Back in the day, my aunt, which back then it would have been my aunt, uh-huh. Auntie Ruth. Auntie Ruth. Uh, she bought each of the children. Uh, she was not married and didn't have any children, but in, there were two big families that were, you know, she was Auntie Ruth too. Okay. And each time they had their first communion, we got a bike. And she was the... She gave the bike. She had the coin for yeah, the bike. She yeah. gave the coin for the bike. Yeah, I don't even remember what she did, but she... Uh, well, she didn't have kids, so that gave her a little bit no of No kids, no, around uh, my... no husband. Uh, she was a great lady, really good athlete. We used to go watch her play softball. She was the third baseman. Very good <laughs> player. Good foot, could throw the football. <laughs> so she was a... Why are you laughing? I don't know. No reason, aunt, buddy. Aunt was a good athlete. No. <laughs> Joe's got inside information. That's, that's all. Okay. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, all right. So anyway. I'm going to have some more. Why do they call the it Fat Tire? They call it Fat Tire because the guy, that the co-founder, was pedaling his way across Europe. Okay. And he was trying beers along the way. And he had a mountain bike. And okay. they didn't have mountain bikes there. They had their, like, road bikes with the skinny little tires. Right. And so they, you know, they would laugh at his bike because it had a fat tire, right? Because it's a mountain bike with a fatter tire, no, I, right? I, I have a mountain bike, and I have fat tires. <laughs> so he picked up all of these flavor profiles across Europe, and then that's how he came up with the formula. And then he called it Fat Tire. That sounds like an interesting fact. And yep. now, so I now I have a relationship with Fat Tire with my Fat Tires. I need to ride my bike a little bit more. I used to, uh, before my wife, uh, you know, had her uh, t- bout with cancer, uh, she, we used to ride bikes together quite a bit. She's about ready to get back to it. So we're excited about that. Ooh. Very excited. Okay. Did Rick, and we really got to get to the bottom of this because there's been a lot of wife swapping talk. On this podcast, okay? Wow. So we need to know, did Rick Manning marry one of the wife swappers? Because that's what you said, Uh, okay? I said, I thought maybe. (laughs) A lot of backpedaling going on here. No. You look like Dale Carter over there backpedaling. Okay. not backpedaling. Uh, Okay, so, uh, oh no, Danny. 
to use the... Okay, uh, here we go. Manning. Okay, so Rick Manning had a romantic involvement with teammate Dennis Eckerly's wife. Whoa. Okay. okay. Maybe that's how I got Denise. confused. And they eventually married and then divorced. <laughs> Rick got around. And you. this led to the Indians front office trading them, right? So like... Trading uh, Manning or trading Eckersley? Because they both get traded. Eckersley. Yeah, Eckersley, right. Right? And so... But Rick Manning... You know, he was the second overall pick in 72. Uh, he was He's a color commentator for the Guardians since 1990. Like, he's a he's entrenched in there, uh, in the Guardians. He was, he was a good ball player, and he was like, he was kind of, uh, you know, the cool guy, long hair. Oh, was he? He was fast and excellent fielder. And, well, he has uh, the longest tenure of any television announcer in team history. So, you know, they must not have got too mad at him stealing... Eckersley's wife. I had no idea there was so much wife swapping going on. I'm sure Eckersley... In the MLB. I'm sure Eckersley did all right. Because he was just... We used to go to a place in Massachusetts. This would sort of be the equivalent of... Gammons and Lawrence used to be a dance club, and the Royals used to come there after games. Even the... And, you know... Which is a treacherous drive at the time. All the way to Lawrence? Oh, yeah. So... But hmm. there was a, this pl- place my we used to go in suburban Boston was Timothy's Two was the name of it. Timothy's Tooth? Two. Timothy's Two. Like oh, Timothy's like number also. two. Like no, there's another no, no, one? Timothy's T-O-O. Like Timothy's oh, Also. okay. There was a Timothy's and there was a Timothy's Two. Anyway, it was a big pickup joint of the day. <laughs> and some of the Red Sox used to come there. Oh, yeah? And they used to drive out to the suburbs and... Because this was a renowned hotspot, I guess. And anyway, what we knew that is that if 1130 or whenever they would pull in, Eckersley pulled in, we're like, well, we're not having... We're he's going to get his done. pick. Gonna, he and the boys are going to have their pick, so let's get out of here. We used to run into George Brett and some other retired athletes down at the Yacht Club in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I heard Petro trying to find that on the air the other day. He's like, Isn't there a nautical themed bar? You know, he's asking the the uh, the intern on air, and I'm like, this intern does not know about the yacht club. Like, you got to be a little older. You got to be up because the yacht club became. You know, the, there were only a couple places. You know, at the time, besides the Hawk and the Wheel, that used to pop up and and actually become popular, and the yacht club was one of them because yep. it's not in the same area it's a little bit off it's a ways off the map yeah Uh, not really there was a jet lag got big for a while when i was in school and rick's place got big for a while but yeah i mean yacht club was they had these big towers of beers first place i ever saw that have you ever seen those they're like four foot tall oh right like bong they look like a bong right if i knew what that looked like that are like (laughs) but there's beer in them you know and you, you you pour it at your own table right anyway all right so Time to eat some crow, buddy. I think I know. I'll tell you if I know what it was. So last time I said about the hotel in... Right? I was pretty sure I was right. Well, here's the thing. Let me just tell you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I had the name of the hotel I was thinking of wrong. But the hotel I'm thinking of does exist. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't imagine it. I think exactly. Both hotels are supposed to be haunted. 
And the one that you were thinking of right there is the Basin Street Hotel. Basin Park Hotel. Basin Park Correct. Hotel. Yes. And we have never stayed at the Basin Park, but we have eaten lunch there on multiple occasions. There's a nice deck there. And yeah, it is, so this it is, is in... right in the heart of... Yeah, it's yeah. Eureka Springs, right? Right. So we, we talked about me going to Eureka Springs, right. and yeah. you stayed there. And so Eureka this Eureka Springs, is, Arkansas, if you didn't hear it. Yeah, so Basin Park Hotel. It's right there amongst the shops. It's supposedly very haunted. Um, and all of the stuff I said last time about the fire protection and all of that, that's all correct. <laughs> all right? I just had the name of the ho- damn hotel wrong. Right, because I, I was pretty you know, certain that... Because the Crescent is not very far from downtown. It's just up on the hill. It's at the highest point of of uh, the area there. Well, I got and, a little more facts on the town, which I thought was pretty interesting. Well, it's a great town. And for anybody who hasn't been there, it's a wonderful driving trip from here. You know, you, you take 71 for a while, so you make, you know, you make good time there. And then you go to, through Bentonville. And then if you take the back roads, though. Find a back road way to go. It's just beautiful driving. And it's a cool town. It, yeah. And, it, and it's, it sprung up, pun intended, around the springs because they thought that the water had healing powers, right? right. Yes. And um, I've stayed in Hot Springs, Arkansas, too, which is the same thing. That's where... Uh, President Roosevelt used to go for the healing mm-hmm. waters. Yeah, and he had been, I think he also went to uh, uh, up here in Missouri, right here. Oh, Excelsior uh, Spring? Excelsior, yeah. He probably, whatever spring was available. <laughs> get this man some springs. <laughs> get, get some man some healing waters. Um, so by 1881, Eureka Springs became the fourth largest city in Arkansas, right? And it's not a very big town. No, not so, now. Not now. Uh, but it's kind of a, it's like I said, it's just a cool place. There's a very cool area, but bikers go there. And then if you go around the bend, like I said, it's, there's a, it's like mini Branson. There's all those cheesy type of, yeah, I didn't, we property. didn't spend any time yeah. over there. So it, there's, you can cover all bases, you know, little go-kart places, whatever. But the, the main area has a lot of really, really cool, uh, restaurants and, chefs who go there because you know they've made their money and they like it there there's a you know various gender bender type of uh, things there so and we have one time we went there and we went for a while because my wife had a business associate who had a house there and uh, they would they would do this thing actually a lot this is interesting they both busy people work they would make a lasagna on Thursday night, freeze it, and then they would put it in the car, and it would thaw on the Friday drive <laughs> to Eureka Springs. Oh, I see. And then they'd pop it in the oven, have lasagna, and that was sort of a ritual for them. Anyway, we got to use the house week some weekends when they weren't there, so we went there on a regular basis. It was in the place called Paradise Island, which has a golf course, and it's about six seven miles outside of the town yeah and that was a cool place to go but eventually they sold the house so we still liked going to there that's when we went to the crescent hotel a couple times we've stayed other places we did it so we got an airbnb one time okay and we get there and they had double booked oh no way airbnb so you guys just bunked up or no they said they had <laughs> other properties in the town and they felt oh. horrendous so 
we got a big discount and we we stayed in this place it was it's like a house I mean, it was like an entire two. St- it was wonderful, and it was like a hundred and ninety bucks a night or something. It was, <laughs> it was incredible. So we've we've stayed. Actually, I, that time we did that was like what a a week and a half before I left for my trip. That's oh, really? Chronicled in the book. Oh, really? <laughs> so I did that, and then I went went off and. Well, it's a neat little. It's a neat little drive. It is. It's a. It's a great town, and man. It's it's fun, great food, things to do. Don't they have minor league baseball in Bentonville? Bentonville, they do. Uh huh. And that's the affiliate of uh, the Royals, right? Yeah, that's Northwest Arkansas. Maybe we just switch all of their players around and see if that's better for the Royals right now. <laughs> it might be. It'd be bad if it. You know. What in the world, Danny? I took the over on the wins on the FanDuel and. Uh, yeah, well, but you're not doomed. It was only I seventy-two, know. I think. Yeah, I think I, I think I got it at seventy. No, I think it's sixty-nine. It was sixty-nine. I think. I don't know. I have, to ch- I haven't looked at it honestly because I've just chalked it up to a loss. Well, at this if point. it's if it was sixty-nine, you still got a fighting chance. Like, they, <laughs> you think? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if I think it was sixty-nine was there, so that that would mean you have to win seventy. That's seventy and ninety-two. That's twenty-two games under five hundred. I mean, as bad as they've been as we speak, they're only. 13 games under 500 so they could write the ship a little bit sure sure it's bad man it's bad and i can finally see the games and it's bad now you know i've you wouldn't care about this but with our new streaming setup that we have for direct tv i actually get some other games regular uh, old oh, baseball so you're games. watching other baseball games i can watch other baseball games i watch the royals every time not just because you know i'm not because you're I didn't a masochist, grow up in a Royals fan, but no, I mean I like baseball <laughs> and it's part of my job and I enjoy. But now I have access to Katie. Like uh, last night, I watched the, the Astros. A couple nights ago, I watched the Astros play the Braves. So yeah, uh, so some of them are sitting there, and I, it's great. I, uh, baseball's great by me. Anytime. I mean, it's just I like that it's faster, and I want to be I want to get back into watching it on TV. But man, they're just so bad. Well, it used to be that you know the you know how the DVR window mm-hmm. is there, and usually you have to on my old setup. It, it You'd have to uh, extend I, the time, I, right? Right. Well, the other one automatic on any sporting event, it automatically prompted you to do it. My new one doesn't have that, but I usually remember to do the next show or whatever. But baseball now usually fits in the three-hour window now, Isn't that and that awesome. And it never did before. I Isn't mean, you that can awesome? almost count on it not doing it. So, what do you? Does it ruin it for your for you as an old fart? Like, no, do you not like the? No, no, I don't feel, think the game feels rushed or anything like that. And I think the players are just ad- adjusting and not doing all the crap they used to do that had nothing to do with playing baseball. I no, as a as a tra- I am a baseball traditionalist. Uh, I think they should have been allowed to shift or whatever they wanted to do. But this rule, uh, I don't think, has anything to do with playing ball and frankly i think the pitchers are the ones that probably were complaining the most about it and i think they're, they're maybe the ones who have benefited from it they just get about their business and i think the batters are the ones who maybe are kind of not ready a little bit well i heard pass and make an argument that i really liked which is this is probably for baseball traditionalists that don't like it they're wrong because this is probably closer to the way the game was played back in the day anyway oh. Right? I mean, it was all like get in the box and hit the damn kinds, ball, right? All kinds of games would be played in ludic- Under two hours and stuff. Of, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that's why 
double headers weren't considered to be such a you know ridiculous deal because you're, if you're playing you know one and two oh five and one and one forty nine or something like that yeah well also the starting pitcher always stayed in usually the whole game yeah so that uh, saves much, some time much of the right whole game and and because he was going to stay in the whole game uh, he was going to throw more strikes and all that kind of stuff so yes games were played a lot faster. They, you know, all kinds of things way back. Like, they used to, like, leave their glove on the field for the other guy. You know? I mean, There's all kinds of <laughs> Really? Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was stuff like that. You know? Hey, I got one last thing before we break here, Danny. Sure. I watched a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, is this sarcastic? About a week ago. <laughs> By the look on your face, I know that you didn't watch The Godfather or uh, <laughs> Citizen Kane. Have you ever seen the fine? fine piece of art that is Joe Dirt no I have seen I am familiar with what Joe Dirt looks like <laughs> you know and Joe Dirt is David Spade isn't he it is yeah uh, how bad or how was it was it goofy fun so I hadn't seen it in a long time and it used to be one of our favorites you know, because I was at that age when it came out where it's just perfect. There are parts of it that are just absolutely terrible, right? But there are some really, 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 really funny parts of that movie. And there's so many things that I say that are from that movie on a regular basis that it's funny how much a movie like that that really didn't do that well in the theater has, like, infiltrated uh, popular culture. You know, like... Uh, People my age, we use a lot of quotes from, I don't know, uh, Anchorman and from, you know, old school and stuff like that. And we don't even realize where we got it from. Just like, you know, you use stuff that was probably on like a gramophone or something or whatever they called it, you know? (laughs) Thanks. Anyway, my point is, uh, I I I was pretty sure that you probably had never seen it. Right, but I am familiar with it, and I've seen scenes from it. But I no, I have, I couldn't tell you what the plot. I I don't know what the plot is. I don't if there is one. Oh my! But I know he's he's got a bad mullet and sideburns. I know that. Well, do you like Dennis Miller? Yes, I like Dennis Miller quite a bit. So Dennis Miller is basically the so David Spade's the narrator, really of the movie because he's literally the narrator. He's the voice over the movie, but. The premise of the movie is he's telling a story to a radio host, and that radio host is Dennis Miller. And so Dennis Miller is making fun of David Spade the whole time, and I think you'd really enjoy, actually, <laughs> the Dennis Miller character. I, I want, until, it's not that he turned to the right a little bit. That's not it. I just think Dennis Miller was, he. I think he was just funnier when he was young. I, 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 he did a few comedy specials back in the day oh, that yeah. I thought were some of the most gut-bustingly funny things uh, that I'd ever seen. And he's got a tremendous way with the language and things like that. that I think that's. The I thing. think he's still funny. Don't get me wrong. I that's think. the thing is that he's so quick with the, the words. I think that what happens with, with a guy like Dennis Miller, who's very sarcastic like that, right, is it just gets old. You know what I mean? Like you've right. heard enough of it, right? You know, and, I don't know. You know, he does. He, he sort it's of, not endearing. We watched. We've watched a little bit of comedy recently, and uh, we watched. We went down a Lewis Black rabbit hole a couple of oh, nights ago. You know, just YouTube bits. We and, he early and on. Was so my God, he was so good. funny. 
And he does a podcast now, and they show. We watched a bit of that last night. He just taped something in a trailer, and he, he, if you think he's angry in his regular one, he's really angry in, in this. And uh, I think he jumped a shark a little bit with the anger. I got kind of tired of it around oh eight oh nine probably. But the, but, but the other thing we watched uh, a very one of the earlier Jim Gaffigans, mm-hmm. and I, he's always funny. But this was right. This was right when he was becoming famous. And he did a lot more of the under voice. Oh yeah, a lot more of that. And why also, is this... he t- why is he talking like that? <laughs> and <laughs> this special was all about food. My wife finally said, "You know mm-hmm. what? That's enough food. <laughs> We're moving on." But he, it's it's interesting to see how he's evolved because he's he's still very funny, and he doesn't use this under voice. Yeah, nearly as often. Does Jane like stand up comedy? Yes. Okay. Do you, have you guys seen Nate Ber, Nate Bergazzi? I am familiar with Nate Bergazzi, but I have not seen him. So those specials he has on Netflix, I think there's two. They're both so good, Danny. They're both so good. And I kind of think of him as the new Jim Gaffigan because he works clean. There's no blue. Right. right. So, I mean, he does a bit on a dead horse that will just make you pee your pants laughing. That you'd like, I can't believe I'm laughing this hard about... A dead horse. <laughs> so he's beating a dead horse. Well, I was, you're going to like this as we wrap up this first segment. I was listening to a golf show the other day, and it's called Gravy in the Sleaze. And one of the oh, guys, well, hold, hold on. Time out. What, 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 what is it called? Gravy in the Sleaze. Gravy in the Sleaze. Gravy is Colt Nost, who actually is a, is on, is a, now is an announcer on he does some for cbs and various he's a you know walking reporter okay he was the u.s amateur champion played a few years on the tour the other guy is a guy who was a mini tour pro he's the sleaze so (laughs) sounds like a morning show on like a on the rock or something anyway it's a little more irreverent than most golf shows and these guys are often tell stories about what they they go to a lot of golf tournaments you know not PGA tour events, you know, oh. golf tournaments and and these like like these guys people don't realize how great these players are who aren't on the tour. Like the Sleaze has never played on the tour, okay? okay. But he'll be talking about but he's played a lot of mini tour events, you know, uh-huh. he's been in border he, What is it? Corn not even Corn Ferry. I mean, there are all kinds of tours out there where you might win like a thousand bucks to win, but you know, these guys, some guys are, but they battle, but he'll routinely be saying, well, you know, I went out and we we shot 30 on the front and you know, then I was, you know, see what I could do on the back. You know, he's just rolling out (laughs) shooting 64. (laughs) Anyway, they played last weekend in a tournament and Nate Bergazzi was gravy in the sleaze. Yeah. Okay. And and Bergazzi was there. All these celebrities were there. Really? Travis Kelsey was there. They told some Travis Kelsey stories. Travis Kelsey was was on the team that Sleaze was captaining. And it was a lower level? No, this was just a celebrity type okay, of event. Okay, got it. Yeah. And he was like, well, I didn't know if Kelsey was going to make make the tea time the next day. It was in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> and, and they play. You know, and, and Bergazzi was on his team. So Really? No kidding. What channel is this on? Well, it was on the golf, serious golf channel. Okay. And it is Monday through Wednesday because the turn they have tournaments on on Thursday. Anyway, you'd be proud of me. Midday, Monday I, through Wednesday. I watched golf this weekend. 
the, the team golf. I watched the team golf. Yeah, team golf's fun. To watch. It was pretty engaging. Yeah, and there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't a great field there, but let's stop here. If all I right. start talking about golf, we <laughs> may never break. And all the listeners will leave. Yeah, we've got, uh, <laughs> we've got more to talk about. We've enjoyed our grifter, and we're about to move on to something else. We killed the drifter, didn't we? The grifter <laughs> or the drifter. <laughs> Don't tell everybody about that, Danny. Don't tell everybody we killed the grifter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back on Thirsty Thursday, Sense and Nonsense. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. It's great to be back with Dr. Brad Woodle from Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture with eight convenient locations all around Kansas City. And as the weather gets better and gets warmer and gets more delightful, there are some downsides too, and you have the therapies for that. It is allergy time. As spring starts to come, so does the pollen. And we know that acupuncture has a tremendous effect in releasing pressures that we get in our sinuses and toning down the immune response to those allergens outside in the environment. And also, people are want to get out and move about a little bit more too. You got it. Through acupuncture and also chiropractic, we can help to remove inflammation, get the body moving again, and make sure you're balanced and ready to take on this summer. To feel improved body, mind, and spirit and learn much more, you can visit asfca.com slash Danny. That's asfca.com slash Danny. Hey, Kansas City, Joe Spiker, Easton Roofing here. This happens all the time. I had a homeowner call me because a roofing company talked him into submitting a claim for hail damage. The claim was not denied, but all the insurance paid for was cosmetic damage to the roof. Of course, there was no damage to the roof that mattered. The roofing company was just doing what most do, turn it in and hope to get lucky, with no thought to the consequences they leave behind for the homeowner. The homeowner asked me what to do, and unfortunately he was stuck paying his deductible for a bunch of unnecessary repairs, because if he doesn't get it fixed, the insurance won't cover his roof anymore. Turning in an insurance claim is not something to do willy-nilly. It is a serious procedure that requires serious people to help you through the process. That's why you should never turn in an insurance claim without having Eastern Roofing take a look first, for free, and keep you from filing erroneous insurance claims that can hurt you in the end. Eastern Roofing. Integrity matters. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at danny at dannyclinkscale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I think. In unison. Well, I will say that it, there are times if it's a little more muffled, I have been known to amplify. You're going to get in the editing room? Yeah. This get one in is the laboratory? This one is not going to need any help, I do not think, as we are about to enjoy a Stockyards Cerveza Royale. Interesting. Mexican-style lager. From the West Bottoms, and of course, it's courtesy of Santa Fe Liquors, Pat and his group, enjoyable. They are at 8720 Santa Fe, and just come on in there and... Uh, Proudly and brewed in Kansas City here. It is, and it's, uh, well, the little note here says, think a better drinking local Corona. Well, I certainly think it's better than Corona. All right, well, let me, let me give it a go. I, I think Corona's okay. I always think that there, when there's always an addition done to something, usually it's you would think it's because 
there's some it's not good enough some or something flaw. like when they always you know you always yeah i'm a, a no lime a corona, corona guy lime. i like it no lime I, I do put a lime in a corona uh, now no, see, let me tell i want to taste this i'll drink some corona on the beach right you know but um i didn't get a beach getaway this year so mm. that's good isn't that better than a corona it is i agree this is a little smoother corona has a little more of a snap to it i think I actually like I actually like the other mainstream Mexican beers better than Corona. Me too. Like yeah, Pacifico or Tecate. Tecate and what is it? There's one other big one. Can't remember. Anyway, oh uh, Modelo. Modelo. I I love Modelo Dark. Oh Modelo yeah. Negro. Modelo uh, Negro. Yeah, yes. I, I love a Modelo Negro, and that's what I. Had when I was in Puerto Vallarta. By the way, the PGA Tour event is in Puerto Vallarta this week. Oh yeah! So I will be excited. I've played the golf course. So you've played that golf course. You I played, played the golf, the course, golf the, course where they're going to be. Play, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And you shot in the sixties, or oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> I've <laughs> never shot. Tips? I've never shot in the sixties in a full blown golf course. I have in sort of like a country golf course. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I played in a golf league. This is how much golf I used to play at one point back in the day. I worked morning drive, so I sometimes could get off work as early as 11 in the morning. Uh I I literally, Mike opened for the news with me at 4A. That's crazy, dude. So, What time did you go to bed? Tried to, you know, go at 8. You know, and even then, because then I, when I was playing golf, I got up at like 2.15 and ran. Oh, my goodness. 2.15? So, yeah, so I'd get my run in, and then I could just drive from work to the golf course. Yeah. So I played. Were you showering after this run before you went in the studio? Oh, yes. <laughs> just You know just me. One, I'm just wondering, you know, you know. Yes, yes. For the sake of your. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, I usually my regular routine is I'd you know work and then I'd go play twenty seven holes and yep. I'd meet my meet my wife at the gym. Now I've I've often I've heard this story and I was, I've often wondered since I heard it, how did you afford this much golf? Well, it was I was on the radio, so oh, so there was a deal there. There was a deal, but for this particular. When I played at the golf club of Newport, which is where I played all this golf when I played my most golf, which was in my early 30s, um, the membership for the year was a hundred dollars. And you got as many rounds yeah, as you, you wanted play for that? As, as much as you want. The, the membership was a hundred, and you didn't have to pay a cart fee. No, or? no, hundred, hundred. <laughs> were you playing cart golf or were you walking? It? Oh, I walked every. I walked all the time. But would you have gotten a free cart with a yeah. hundred dollar yeah. a yeah. year membership? Yes, yes. They, it was a, the, it was out about. I mean, do a little inflation calculation for me. What year is this? That would be right around uh, 1991. Got it. Yeah. So, a yeah. uh, hundred dollars is. Well, this course was out in the. You know, there were other nice in town. There were quote unquote nicer golf courses, but this course was out in the country a bit. And it was a wonderful golf course. It had a famous designer, but it had gone into disrepair. It was owned by the state. And this guy bought it 
And this is chronicled in the best-selling book, Leaving Cancer for the Circus. <laughs> Which I've read. And he, uh, this guy bought the course, and it was like his, his life's passion. He was the, he owned the golf course. He was the groundskeeper. You know, he was the superintendent. Oh, I remember I mean, it's just now. a wonderful guy but anyway so my regular routine is i play 27 but on the day that i had league which was tuesday i would go there play 18 holes drive to where my league was which was a little countryish golf even you know a little nine hole even further out it did well no it was on the opposite it was like a 45 minute drive on the other side of town (laughs) play nine holes before the league and then i'd play the league so I'd end up playing 18, nine and holes. Then 18. Yeah. You know, I'd play 18, nine and nine because oh, okay. the league was nine holes. So anyway, this one particular day, and I'm going to do this fast. Nobody cares that much. Uh, but you asked about the sixties. I love it. I, in the league, uh, in the round before I played the league at this golf course called Oriskany Hills, I shot 36 and then I played in the league and I birdied the first five holes. Wow. And no, I parred the first hole, then birdied uh, five holes. Maybe not in a row, but I birdied five more holes. So anyway, I came to the, and it was a par 35. So I came to the ninth hole, I was five under par. In other words, it was par for 30. Yeah. Okay. So this was a layup hole. You always hit like five. It was par four, but there was all kinds of trouble down near the green. So you usually hit a five iron and then a wedge. Uh huh. And then you're on and two, and now it's a putting contest. But I'm standing there in the tee, and I'm like, you could drive it. You could drive it. Oh, you're like YOLO. I'm like. If only I knew what YOLO meant in 87. You're never going to have a chance to shoot 29 (laughs) ever again, buddy. So let's go for the gusto. Mm, okay. When I could have made a birdie with the laying up. Yeah. Really. Uh-huh. But, the way you were playing at that but, point, for sure. So I said, I'm going to, uh, out comes the driver. <laughs> and I hit it into the junk, and I was lucky to make uh, a par. And I shot 30. Oh, so my God. I gosh. shot 30, and the, the thing was bad. It was the first week of the league. Okay. Oh, so they set your handicap so on I mean, that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting my ass kicked for weeks. <laughs> Because I'm playing guys who are pretty darn, you know, pretty good, and I get a, I'm starting off league play the next week with a plus five. Yeah, literally a handicap. I'm giving, I'm giving these guys like three, four shots, or five on nine they're, holes. And they're, on, and they're good. And they're good, yeah. Oh boy, so that was a price to be paid. But I, I know, I remember every single shot. I had eight putts in nine holes. Wow. I one putted. Every hole and chipped in once. Wow, dude. So anyway, there's my... There's well, you know, the other day... So I, that adds up to 66. So technically I've shot in the 60s, but it's it was a very short golf. It, it's a, it's, it wasn't a, you know, like a pitch and putt course, but it, it's like 5,700 yards, something like well, that. Well, Danny, don't get jealous, but the other day I shot a 103. And um, I it was 8, 8, 7, 8. And then I had an 11-hole stretch with nothing... But birdie, par, or bogey, and that's the best golf I'd ever played. There so you, you know, there you go. There you go. All right, you know, let's get, let's you know what else? You know what else we got going on this week? I'm not going to get to play any golf this week because I'm spending my free afternoon going down to the draft. Now, well, good for you. I know I there's know, an event. There. I know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people that are big football fans, big draft fans. There's nobody I know that's a bigger fan of the NFL draft than you. So. 
I like the draft on the day that the draft is, is held. I enjoy watching the coverage, and I I think it's fun. For people who make it a year-round, year-round enter- thing? enterprise, not so much. Yeah. But you know what? There's so much going on. There's bands. There's they've done they've jazzed it up so much from back from a decade ago. I got a actually a Facebook reminder from 10 years ago and it was a picture of some Kansas City fans who were in New York City for the draft when I covered it in oh, 2013. Yeah? And it was pretty lame back then. It was boring. Right? It was extremely boring. Um but now there's a, there's a band in between every pick. Uh, they got bands afterwards. Fallout Boys there. Well, my wife Thundercat. is My my wife is flying out on Thursday with my son because it's his birthday trip and they're going to Nolens, which is my favorite city in the Union. Uh, and they're going there because oysters are his favorite food. That is and amazing. So he, what's the fam- most famous oyster house? Uh, Acme. Acme, right. Yeah, but yeah. the place across the street from Acme is the best place to go, but whatever. There you go. Um, he's going to have some turtle soup. They're going to do a, a, a gator tour. You know, all the things. going to have a muffaletta. And his, oh, of course. And his his mom has never been. And so I've. Oh, really? And he's never been. So I've set them up with all of my favorite things of the city so they can go so he's gonna, and experience he's gonna it. So going to party down on Bourbon Street at, at night, <laughs> get some beads. Well, my wife's favorite uh, song to drunk dance to is I Love Rock and Roll, right? That I Love Rock and Roll, that terrible song. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And I told her if you walk down Bourbon Street about 9.45 p. Yeah. Every bar will have a cover band in it playing that song. Like, they're just on repeat, right? Right. Um, anyway, no, but they're going to go off a canal, uh, or not canal, but uh, uh, other side of Bourbon. Right, over where the donut place is. Yeah, what is that other street? Anyway, they're going to go over there to a couple of music places I like. So, they're going to be flying out as everybody's flying in. Right. Right, and so I'm a little curious how many people are going to come, because... You know, you have a lot of civic leaders that are talking about all these people are going to come into town it's for this. Supposed to be three hundred thousand. I know, but you know, I'm I, I like to watch uh, KC Week in Review on PBS on Friday, right? right? And yes, it's a great show. I told you about it, right? I think it is a good show. Yeah, and they were talking about it on Friday, and I mean, flights are apparently only eighty percent full coming in and they're normally 60% full coming in. So like, are we really going to have that? I'm, I'm a little concerned. That's what I'm getting. Well, at. I, there, there may be a, a fairly significant amount of people who are, can drive. That's true. Chicago or Nashville yeah. or you know, whatever. Indianapolis. And NFL, and that, you know, and NFL fans are everywhere. It doesn't, you know, you don't have an NFL team to be yeah. a fan. So, and when they're driving out, they'll, I mean, flying out, they'll get to sit, they're having music, at the airport oh, every really? day, every afternoon from 12 to 5. They're going to have jazz playing in various points throughout the airport. That's one of the coolest parts about Nashville's airport. Yes. I mean, you're walking through Nashville airport, and it's like, this person could be on the radio in three months. You don't know, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, you never... Well, although Nashville does, I mean, obviously I went there a million times in a five-year span, and it does have a... There are is an aspect of the Boulevard of Broken Dreams there. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. <laughs> the so, older person that's singing in the right. airport, you're you're sad for. So I, I I'll be curious if your wife wanders down um, Bourbon Street at some mm-hmm. point just to do it. Well, I told um, her to take. Actually, I, I know. I want to. I want to know if huge ass beers is still there. Well, no, that's Memphis. 
No, no, there's a. They have one in Memphis. Well, they did. I have a picture of me with a goatee, which have you ever known me to have any facial hair? No. Standing in, with hair down to here. Oh, there's coming one out in of New my Orleans. head with holding two big ass beers in front of the big ass beer sign. Oh, this is huge ass beers. Well, maybe that's what it says. Huge ass beers. It's all right up there at the top of the stairs. We'll go look after the park. Right. Well, the uh, yeah, they have one in New Orleans. Really? And it's like. Literally, it's this. It's the width of a bar. My favorite part about and I, I bought a T-shirt, gave it to my brother-in-law, <laughs> and they, and and you get like a huge ass beer. <laughs> and this was his latest. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last time I was there. I think it was 2012, um, maybe later. Uh, it was like a buck, and you got like a this giant plastic Gallon cup full of, of beer. Yeah. yeah, it was a good deal. Uh. Well, I told her that they ought to, they have some later dinner reservations on Saturday. And I said, after you get done with dinner, just walk him down bourbon a little ways. Just far enough to see a police officer on a giant horse holding people back from attacking a preacher on a wooden box (laughs) screaming about the end times. Because there's nothing better than Bourbon Street, in my mind, the dichotomy of like, the rural South, you know, uh, morals meeting the, you <laughs> Absolute know. bacchanalia. Yes. It's just, there's something about it, well, man. As, It's like oil and water. As we wind things up, I will say that uh, I was watching the golf tournament, which was outside New Orleans last week, and it was in Avondale, which is 15 miles away. And they, at one point, the, the anchor, who does a good job, his name's Andrew Catalan, he said... And we're here just outside New Orleans, a uniquely American city. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, New Orleans is unique, but you can't call it a uniquely American city. Like, he was saying, like, it's America. It's French. I mean, there's a lot of influences that make it different. That's what yes. makes it cool and unique. But it's not like... it's. Maybe he was trying to say it's a unique city... In America, <laughs> maybe, Be- hopefully, because there's no other no. city like it. I think the two cities that I've been in that were more offbeat than just the regular great cities like New York or Chicago are, are New Orleans and San Francisco. Those are the two different. I've areas. not been to San Fran. The, one of the times that I went to New Orleans, real quick, Nolan story. So we get there, we get to the hotel, and I'm with two buddies and. They said, would you like an upgrade when we get to the hotel? We were staying at the Hilton right on the river at the very end of Canal next to Harris. And he... And the, the, I stayed in that hotel. Okay. So the gal that's running the desk, she says, would you like to upgrade? And I said, well, what do you have? And she says, well, uh, we have the presidential suite. And I said, well, I mean, what's that going to cost me? And she goes, I'll give it to you for 100 bucks." And I go, 100 bucks a night? And she goes, nah, 100 bucks." And I said, you're kidding me. And she goes, take it, well, take it before it's gone. And I said, okay. And we got... 100 bucks for how long? Three days. Total? Mm-hmm. And we got the corner suite. It was, it's a, it's a quarter of the width of that, or the size of that building. Top floor. You hit a button and the curtains open. There was a master suite the size of the footprint of my house almost with a bathroom the size of this basement. And then a parlor room is what they called it. 
and then two bedrooms off of that. And I got it for a hundred dollars for three days. And I'm not going to say that we didn't party in this room. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, I was 30, barely 30 and it was, on. We had, it was friggin' on. Okay. <laughs> and we had, and so you had to have a card to get up to the elevator we had our own bar. Back when that was something. Yeah. Back when it, that was, yeah, back when you had to do, <laughs> right. Limit, yeah, back when that really was a, a thing, yeah. And there was a bar on the top floor, and from four to seven, they'd have a happy hour. It was exclusive to being on that. Right. But there was only like four or six suites up there, so it was this, there wasn't a lot of us, you know. Intimate gathering. Yeah, man, and it was it was wild. Living wild. the high life. Living the high life. And that's when I learned I might have to earn some money because I like staying in nice places. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you all times to stay in nice places soon. We've had another fun edition of Thirsty Thursday Sense and Nonsense. And fact check next time, just a reminder to... I'll, we talked about Eureka Springs when I stayed in Hot Springs. I got a hookup for an incredible suite of my own, and we'll talk about that. I'll bring that next up. Next time. Bring it up. Thirsty Thursdays. Salute. Salute. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Kling Scale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new. This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like... 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence, great food, finely crafted beers, cocktails, and great sports viewing in a friendly and comfortable atmosphere. Join Matt Llewellyn and his great staff at 23rd and Castle in Lawrence. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.